the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Hello, we're so glad that you joined us today. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe that this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. As always, you can access this teaching and more for free on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. Let's get into the Word. So, Father, meet us in this moment, and, and we'll give you all the honor and all the glory. And the church says, Amen. Amen. Mark chapter 6 and verse 45. Mark says, Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat. Now, Jesus had just fed 5,000 people. And in John 6 and 15, he gives us a little insight about what was happening. It says that the people wanted to take Jesus by force and make him king. Now, that may seem, you know, kind of strange to us. You know, he just fed 5,000. Why would they want to make Jesus king over that particular miracle. But Napoleon famously states, an army marches on its stomach, meaning armed resistance cannot endure unless a soldier or soldiers are well fed. So the people had just witnessed a man who had fed 5,000 men, and there were women and children there too, so there were more than, than just the 5,000 with a boy's lunch, just, just you know, some fish and, 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 and some bread. So here, Jesus has captured the imagination of his nation. And they began to think, you know what, Jesus could become a great military leader like David, and, and he could throw off the opposition of Rome, and, and Israel could become a light to the nations, and they could rule the world a little bit like the time of, of Solomon. But there can be no kingdom of God on earth until after the kingdom of God is established in hearts. So immediately... Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side to Bethsaida while he sent the multitudes away. It's not easy to send people away who think you have what they want. Miles Monroe, my pastor of a lot of years, used to tell me, don't confuse people who love your gift with people who love you. That'll help you. See, Jesus knew the hearts of humanity. 
Some people will use you as long as they, you let them and then spit you out the minute you no longer serve their purposes. Young people, she or he will say they love you as long as they're getting what they want. But you will not see a person's true colors until you stop offering them free benefits. I'm preaching better than you saying amen right here. And when he sent them away, he departed to the mountain to be alone with God and to pray. This was really the temptation in the wilderness all over again. The Bible says after he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights, the devil left him for a more opportune time, which meant that the devil didn't just leave him. He just waited till till Jesus had, well, he felt Jesus might have a, a weak moment. You see, remember in the wilderness, the devil said, well, if you bow down and worship me, I will give you all the kingdoms of this world. And what Satan was offering him was another way to be king. Okay, you want to rule, you're talking about your kingdom and all that stuff. Okay, you don't have to go to the cross. You don't have to deal with pain and suffering and and all that. To just bow down and worship and do it my way. And you won't have to face all that. But Proverbs 14 and 12 said, there, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but its end is the way of death. Now, if the Holy Spirit quoted this to me once as a younger man, he quoted it to me a thousand times. Because sometimes the wrong thing just makes sense. Human reasoning left to itself will get you playing in the wrong grass and it will get you bitten every single time. When sin is most attractive, you need to pull aside and pray the most. So so here we have the, the, the crowd saying, Jesus, listen, use your gifts, use your skill, use your anointing to become a natural king and give us a natural kingdom. And Jesus had to contend with this because that, you know, he's human. Lord, you know what? What did he say at Gethsemane? You know what, Lord, if there's any other way, do I have to drink this cup? Do I have to hang naked with people laughing at me, mocking me? Do I have to let them put these, these, these long, thick, heavy, rusty nails into my wrists and into my, 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 my ankles? Do, do I need to take the beating? Come on, Jesus. I mean, come, come on, God. I mean, do, do, and come on, I'm God. I created this planet. Everything on the earth was made through me. And I'm going to let another man beat me, smack me, mock me. They're going to put a, 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 a bunch of thorns in my head. God, there got to be another way. So when evening came, he's praying. And the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land, and Jesus was dealing with his own crisis. He said, wait, 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 I thought Jesus would pray. He is. But the Bible teaches he was tempted on all points as we are yet without sin. 
if he wasn't tempted, it couldn't be temptation. So in his humanity, any good human doesn't want to go to a cross. I mean, even people in the pain are not into that type of pain. (laughs) Then he sees them straining at rowing. It's one thing to be working hard. It's another thing to be straining. All a strained muscle is, is a muscle that has been stretched so far, it tears. And the only antidote and the only way you can stop a muscle from tearing when you start getting close is to rest. But in the middle of a storm of this magnitude, a storm like this, there there was no no, no, no cruise control. There was no automatic pilot here. And, and in the middle of a storm like this, if you rest, you die. So what do you do when rowing forward, moving forward is damaging you? It's stretching you to the place of breaking. To the place that, you know what, when this thing is over, if I survive, I'm going to be damaged. What do you do when moving forward is harming you, but you also know quitting will cause you to sink and die? What do you do in such a situation? So these men are straining, meaning they're being stretched on the inside beyond the breaking point. But then we also see what's going on on the outside, for the wind was what? Against them. Anybody ever feel like you can't catch a break? You can't even catch a breath. You can't let your guard down for a minute to at least relax and get a little perspective. And you're thinking in the middle of it, God, if you're out there, would you cut me some slack, God? Give a brother a break, God. I just need a moment, God. I'm willing to roll, but, but you, I'm, at the, I'm hurting myself, God. Matthew 14 and 25 adds some details that are not in Mark's narrative, so we're going to switch there real quick. Now in the fourth watch of the night. Now a trip across this lake usually only took about two hours or so, and you, you get to the other side but we just read it was the fourth watch you see the the ancients did not um, communicate time the same way we do they divided the night into what they called watches not hours and since they were being occupied by the romans I, i guess that's why they started using this type of language they recognized that each watch lasted three hours. And basically, you know, they would, they would put a sentinel out and, and they started telling time by, you know, when the sentinel or the lookout or the Roman lookout uh, uh, changed or, or rotated. So a sentinel would be on duty for about, you know, three hours, but they didn't want to overburden, the, you know, they wanted to make sure that, that, you know, the guy didn't fall asleep. So, you know, they signed him three hours 
And then after the end of three hours, there'd be a rotation and the new guy would come in. So the first watch was around 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. The second, by the way, they didn't have technical watches like we do. They, they use the sun, so it's, it's, it's approximate. Second, 9 p.m., the second watch, to 12 p.m. The third, 12 to 3 a.m., and the fourth was 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Now, that makes sense in a minute. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, the Bible says that they left right before the first watch of the evening. But now it was the fourth watch. It was supposed to be a two-hour journey. How many of you are old enough to remember Gilligan's Island? (laughs) What was it, like a three-hour tour and they ended up stuck there forever? But nine to 12 hours later, they were still rowing. How in their mind could they, Jesus made them get in the boat. Jesus told them to go to the other side. So how could Jesus love them? Send them into this crisis and then delay so long at the same time. Sometimes the focus is not what God sends us into, but what he's trying to get out of you. If you look at the monarch and if you want to reign and rule, you got to sometimes go through a little bit of suffering, a little bit of challenge, and and, and you got to go sometimes into these hard spots because God's trying to develop something in you. Now in the fourth, not the first, the second, or the, the fourth, watch, muscles are tearing. Nerves are frayed. Everybody's upset. You're taking on water. It looks like you're going to drown in the middle of what you thought was the will of God. But life is a lot like this year's Super Bowl. Games are not won or lost until the fourth quarter. Now in the fourth watch, some of you are in the fourth watch. You are in the fourth quarter. Hang on to the fourth quarter. I I know, you know, second, third, the fourth quarter is when you win. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them. Sure, it was later than they wanted, but last I checked, Isaiah 55, and I think it's verse 8 or so, teaches us, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. So if you could figure everything out, you'd be God. So God in his wisdom, he knows what he's doing. But since we're not God, we don't always understand. Real faith is continuing to trust God even when life does not make sense. God, if you love me, you'd been here by now. 
How did it get so late in the game, so late in the season, Lord, before you turn it around? You told me, Lord, to get in this boat. You told me to be with these guys in this boat. And here I am sinking, almost going under. What type of God are you? All of them have these types of questions. But then the Bible said, Jesus is the word of God incarnate. God become flesh. Went to them, walking on the sea. As overwhelming as their situation was, the word of God was still above everything trying to bring them down. You might be in the middle of it, in the thick of it. But remember, God's word is the only thing that's going to help you rise above it. The word of God was walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the the sea, they were troubled. You know, a couple moments ago, they thought the situation just couldn't get worse. Ever been a situation? It could not get worse than this. But then it did. They said, we not only have a storm, it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, the ancients, you know, thought, thought the world was flat. And they grow up hearing these stories about these great, you know, beasts of the sea and Neptune and those guys and they rose out of the sea and all this different stuff. They heard these stories from childhood. And all their fears were coming to pass. First, they were in a devil of a storm. Now, they think they're facing the devil himself. And they cried out in fear. Many of us in this room, or I don't think I'd be teaching this because I wanted to teach some other things. You have the answer staring right in your face. But your emotional state It's causing you not to see it. You're so emotionally drained. You are so exhausted, so tired. You're confusing friend with foe, God with the devil, and the devil with God. But Jesus in his mercy didn't pass them by. He spoke to them saying, be of good cheer, it is I. We will all have moments in our lives that God's plan looks like the devil, looks like the devil. The devil must have got me in that boat. The devil must have got me around these 12 men. It must have been the devil that did this because God could not have created a set of circumstances that would stretch me this much, that would push me beyond my breaking point like this. God would not do that. said, it is I do not. The word of God showed up. Do not be afraid. When you were at your lowest, you got to keep looking to the highest. Jesus was telling them, stop all that worrying, that hand wringing, all that upset you may be surprised by this journey but I am not trust me 
And Peter answered, and this is the part I wanted to get to this morning. He said, Lord, if it is you, when you're in the middle of a storm, that's really the only thing you need to know. Lord, is it you? You see, in God's economy and God's scheme and God's plan, now the devil means the storm. The devil's trying to kill him. The devil's trying to wipe them out. But the devil has a plan, but God has purposes. Play attention. The devil has a plan, but God has purposes. And even in the midst of the devil's plan, he can work his purpose. But God's purposes in the storm are to wean you, or they're designed to eliminate all of our false dependencies. You see, they were trusting the boat. Peter was trusting the rowing strength of John. John was trusting the rowing strength of James. All of them were trusting the weather. Others of them were trusting the water. But Jesus said, I want you just to trust my word. And there are things in your life that you have trusted. And they have broken your little heart. But God is in his wisdom is just trying to wean you from dependencies that will hurt you and kill you and bring you down. The only thing above the storm was God's word. And when I'm in the middle of it, that's what I reach for. That's what I cling to. That's what I got to hold on to. He said, now the first service didn't pull this out of me this way. Y'all call when the first day say they need to pray more. Like y'all. My God, my God. He said, He said, Lord, if it's you, command me. I need a commander in an hour like this. I don't need no suggestion. I don't need no bright ideas. I need the Lord of hosts. I need the commander of the seas, the waves, and the wind. I need the Lord Jehovah in my life. I need God to show up in an hour like this. Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. This was a bold ask. But what I want you to understand, the thunder of the storm did not silence or conquer the roar in, in Peter's heart. And don't let your last storm steal your roar, steal your desire, steal your thirst for what's next in your life. No guts, no glory. God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor him. Pray a prayer big enough only God can answer. Stop praying for things you can fix on your own, but pray a big prayer. And when Peter came down out of the boat, and this is my guy here, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Every time I teach you this story, I remind you of the fact 
Peter wasn't really walking on the water. He was walking on God's word. And if you want to get through whatever you're facing, you're going to have to learn to walk on God's word. What did God say? But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he took his eyes off Jesus and he's paying attention to the wind, his unfavorable circumstances. It's a trick of the devil. When he saw that the wind was boisterous, he got afraid. You see, he had faith when he first stepped out of the boat. But whether you make it to your goal is not determined on how pleasant your circumstances, but your focus. I think you missed that. Your focus on the ugliness of your problem instead of the faithfulness of God. And he got his focus on his circumstances and off his God. It's not the size of the giant in your life, but the God in your life that makes the difference. And what you focus on when you're in the middle of your crisis, he's the alpha and the omega we just sang, but he's also God in the middle. And what we focus on in the middle is what gets us to the end. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Join us next time as we continue this teaching. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.